up, what up, what up, what up? Thanks again for tuning in. This is the Deactivated Podcast. Your boy Evil Live and Direct. Of course, we are back, baby. Happy Friday. Listen up. I understand we're not going through some regular times right now, but I am back, goddammit. You know what I mean? Uh, hey, by the way, before we even get into today's episode, big shout out to everybody. Man, I see you. I see the messages. I'm ignoring it, but I see it. You know what I mean? But we're back. We're back. We're, I want people to understand something real quick. Um, this for fact is not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, I'm not fading away anything like that, but your boy's been busy. Been busy doing some things. I've been busy finding um, almost a, a new hobby, a new interest, which is what you're supposed to do. And uh, so with that being said, I'm not going nowhere. So thank you. I appreciate y'all, man, checking in and things like that. I'm here. I ain't going nowhere. Um, and also, obviously, COVID has fucked up a lot of things that I was kind of putting in place. And... Um, I'm trying to figure out, and I'm almost there where I have a solution to, um, obviously, the lack of consistency in episode and things like that. But we're going to get it figured out. But once again, I appreciate y'all still rocking with me, man. I'm out here. So if you do miss me and you happen to listen to the podcast, hit me up, man. Mr. Underscore Activate. I'm here all the time. Um, but before we get any further also into this episode, a big shout out to everybody. Listen, I dropped my Ghana vlog onto my YouTube podcast page. It's Activated Podcast on YouTube. Um, I've been working on this vlog for, for some time now. I'm trying to get this editing thing perfected. So please, if you've not watched it, uh, go check it out. If you watch it, just go turn it on. Let it play in the background. Let's get some little look of views here and there. That will motivate me to drop the next one, which I think should be a little bit better. And this is when I went to Niamey. Uh, in December, I did those trips back to back within four days, um, four days in between. So I would love to sh- give you all more and things like that. But I wish sometimes I wish there was about six of me doing six different things. But there's only one of me. So I'm trying my best. But uh, once again, appreciate y'all right now. Uh, I need you all to go check out the Ghana vlog. It is live. It is activated. It is on there. It is uh, so far. People are loving it in a way so if you've not seen it go check it out uh second thing i host the afrofest online 2020 which is now has been a wrap but if you have not seen it go check it out man it's been some credible incredible dope artists was on there some was kind of trash i'm not gonna lie to you but there was good ones there was also a bad one but that's the that's the gift and the balance of life good things will come out of it bad things will come out of it but overall i think it has been um, from the perspective of just me. I, I used to tune in every day, not because I would see myself on there, of course. You know, I mean, that's incentive enough. But honestly, I was, um, even though I was part of a lot of background things happening, uh, seeing it being put together, it's been none less than incredible, right? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm in some shots, I'm in the intro and things like that. But keep in mind, like, all these things were like separate different pieces that were brought together. And big shout out to Soch, man. Soch huddled down. Uh, he took care of all the editing. Also, make sure you go hit him up. S. Soch Star. S O S. Woo, I fucked that up. You know what? I'm. Hit, go look at my follows. It's S O C H Star. Shout out to him. My bad. You know what? I'm trying to think off the rip. I don't even know anybody's um, Instagram handle right off the head. And secondly, um, big shout out to Kibber, man. Kibber was a guest on my podcast, episode 69. Uh, represent Eritrea. Uh, she dropped a new EP entitled, and it was good. And God damn it, that shit is good. Man. I've been listening to it. See, one thing I like about local artists, and I'm starting to appreciate music more, especially coming from the local talent that we have, is when they start to sound like 
something that you could really, really listen to. So big shout out to her, man. It was good. Uh, hit her up or look on the podcast page, Kibra, episode 69. She dropped a new EP, man. I just want to give her a shout out um, just to kind of see the type of shit that I'm checking out. Um, and also, reactivated movie. It's, it's producer sent it to me. The movie's done. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 ready. Um, we just got finished tweaking it a little bit here and there, but my movie is ready. It's ready to drop. You know what? If COVID wasn't happening, I would have did, did a whole live event, some shit. You know what I mean? Alcohol, get y'all to come through, pull up, do a live podcast, uh, showcase my movie, my, my little movie that I did, and then, you know, have a good time. But now, because obviously everything is incredibly crazy, but we're trying to figure out. But the movie's ready. Um, I was trying to see if I could drop. I did drop a few teasers, but now we're just going to release it when it's... Just got to tweak it a little bit and things like that. So big shout out to that. And... um. Yeah, man, check out the vlog, check out the AfroFest online, um, check out Kibra's project, and then, yeah, today's episode is just me out here, it's just me talking to y'all about some shit um, that was on my chest, and I started to think about, well, I want to come back on, what, what do I want to talk about? And you guys know a lot of this thing is freestyle in a way, like, not freestyle, I'm just coming up here just pulling shit out of my ass, but it's, it's, it's all in my head. So bear with me while I try and make sense and talking to y'all at the same time. Hopefully it does make sense to you. It's it's almost figuring and tinkering out while I'm trying to um, give it to y'all at the same time. I was I was listening to a podcast, local podcast again. As you guys can see, this whole local thing, I'm, I'm for real about that. You know what I mean? I love to support local um, podcasts, local artists, whatever it is, whatever I can. Um, so shout out to... Redmond from the Young Pros podcast. He probably don't even think I still listen to his podcast, but I do. You know what I mean? I'm tuned in. I'm subscribed. So I was listening to it, and um, he had a guest on there. I think her name was Hannah. Hannah. She also does a podcast. So, we don't, you know, they was just going back and forth and things like that. And honestly, I listened to the whole, the whole thing. I think it's like an hour and a half. But I listened to literally everything on there. Because the more she was speaking, the more... I felt like our stories are literally practically the same, but just executed from two ends. I think we have just about the same amount of episode. I'm not sure how long she's been doing it, but um, same kind of journey. You know, got on, started doing a podcast, not really understanding the impact of it, did it out of love, um, stayed consistent with the episode, even if she didn't have anything to, to talk about. Um, sort of kind of same format that I'm on because guest based podcast is cool. It's cool to have guests, but could you hold it down on your own if you don't have a guest coming on on a Friday or, um, early on when I, when I really started the podcast early, what I would have is people cancel on me last minute. So now if I'm setting it up, uh, and I know a lot of people say, no, you know, I pre-record, pre-record three, four times at a time, sorry, three, four time episode ahead. Uh, but sometimes there's things in the moment that come up. Like it might be a pre-recorded episode and then there's something that I that's on my chest. So I want to talk about. So you do a little shuffling here and there. But similar kind of thing. She also gets based podcast, but she also do, does a little solo joints kind of like me. And her story was synopsis with mine. Right. Very, 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 very similar. And so I was on this jog. And I'm listening to it, and I was thinking, damn, like, what if, 
What if I never really started my first or never dropped that first episode? What if I didn't do this? What if I didn't do that? So what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to literally put, well, not my whole life story, but to a certain extent, I'm trying to paint a picture using the driver of what if, right? And like I'm saying, I'm trying to make sense of it. I'm talking to you guys, so we're going to try to figure out. And also, as you're listening to this, think about your what if story, right? Because when I started to think about mine, I was just like, literally one block was connecting to, to another. It's like, a, it's like a Lego almost, right? It's almost like whether you go right or left, you go left, it's a different outcome. You go right, it's a different outcome. And I'm going to tell you all why I was thinking about the what if, right? So I started to think about, we're going to start maybe late teens, thinking about what if my parents never moved to Canada at the time. Because at first I hated Canada. I'm not going to lie to you. We came up here. We spent the summer. I was in Montreal. We spent about two months. I hated it. I did everything in my power to go back. I went back um, to Maryland at the time. I think this is like 05, 06. And then the plan was for me to stay at a friend's house until I graduate high school, uh, which was two years away. And then once that's done, then I could whatever. Right. But I mean, I think the, the, the good decision that I made, and I think I started to realize that like, Damn, these people ain't gonna treat me like my parents treat me. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be in somebody's crib. You know what I mean? The dynamics is different. You know, my house, I just do whatever I want. You know what I mean? I think that to me was like, nah, I need to pack up my shit and go kind of thing, right? But that being said, I was thinking, what if I never moved to Canada? Right? What if that never took place? So that sets the tone, right? What if I never move here and change my complete trajectory of life i think that set the tone it's almost like i feel like I, i've lived two lives the first half of it and the second half of it and maybe a third half. but i feel like i'm in the second quarter right now right what if that never took place right would i detach myself from the environment which at the time it wasn't um when we were in it, it wasn't bad but when i moved to canada and i would go back to the u.s i just felt I mean, to this day, we're now in 2020, whenever, last time I was in there, um, I think it was it was November, well, like, everybody, to me, feel like they've been in a stagnant position. Now, I'm not trying to blame it on the whole country. Obviously, not everybody's just doing the same thing, but nothing felt different from when I, when I was there. So, it's like, imagine you just spent three, four years, you go back, and then homie still live in the same crib. Still kind of doing the same kind of thing. Still on this get money, get rich shit. But it's really nothing substantial. There's no growth is shown out of their personality, their character. They're still doing the same bullshit. Meanwhile, we're damn near 30 now. And we still, you know, I, what I felt like we, what we were doing in high school was kind of like repeating itself. It's almost like you're leaving a bubble. Because when you're inside a bubble, nothing really changes. It stays the same. And then you'll leave and you'll come back. And then people are doing exactly the same. Now, once again, I'm not blaming the fact that that's how the U.S. is. Because I literally know the same type of character up here in Toronto still. But I'm just saying, um, back to the point I'm making is, what if I never removed, was removed from that environment and was able to look and have a different perspective of the same kind of life I was living at the time? Right, because I'm gonna be honest with you. I think 
I started to dream um, when I came to Canada. And the reason why I started to dream is because I watched my parents' life change drastically, right? I can remember my parents working three jobs, and I felt like that was a normal thing to do. Like, I, th- I thought everybody had three jobs, right? And then when I came up here, and then my parents went back to school, and my dad went from, you know, having a decent job and two shitty ones to, like, one decent job and, and one great job, and all these things started to evolve. That kind of gave me hope. It's like, okay, that that means I'm not going to end up kind of like not knowing what I was going to do because to be honest with you, I didn't know what I was going to do I didn't know what I was going to go to school for I didn't know nothing I, all I knew is I was going to figure something out but that changed a lot of my perspective in a way and then you know that's what sets the tone then you fast forward because uh, I'm not going to take all that all the you know from that point till now but let's even talk about something that I felt was very pivotal in my life this was in t- early 20. January 2017, work conference, because we do this work conference every, I think it's like January at work or whatever, where the whole, because um, I'm part of the construction team, so literally the whole construction team across the whole country come together and we have this two-day conference. Um, second day at the conference, um, big shout out to my my boss at the time, who's now VP. Um, she gives us a book at the end of this conference. This book is The Four Agreements. Took that book home, read the book. I literally felt like my life changed from that book. Because I, I don't know if you, you're familiar with this. And I, and I talk about The Four Agreements a lot. And maybe if you missed it, I'm, I'm just reminding you again. Four things. The first thing that I was reading a book, it talks about you being having a spell casted on you. Meaning like you grew up and if you've been told you're ugly, you kind of, I mean, this is an example. So that's a spell being casted on you. And the only way you can uncast that spell, if somebody casts a new spell on you. Example, you've been told you're ugly the whole, your whole life. And then one day you meet somebody who thinks you're cute. And if you buy into that, you've now been casted a new spell. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Growing up, I didn't get the greatest compliments um, physically for that being, you know, for lack of better terms. Um, I was dark. I was ugly, whatever it was. Uh, Crazy enough, I never believed that, though. (laughs) <laughs> Not, you know, usually you'd be like, yo, I was just, I was looking at everybody like, you, you, might, you, you actually got that mind. But this is me like as a kid. So um, when I was reading the book, The Four Agreements, that's exactly what talk about. Talk about a spell being casted on you until somebody else uncasts that spell or an event that changes the whole trajectory of that. So, and The Four Agreements are as follows. Be impeccable with your words. Never assume anything. Don't take anything personal. And always do your very best. And from that point on, I've literally embodied these four things. At the time I was dating a girl, she even got pissed off at me. Because I literally would always go back, oh, well, 
Don't take anything personal. And it, it, like it was always like, hey, shut up. You think you know everything since you read a goddamn book. <laughs> you goddamn right. <laughs> Boy, I got to tell you about miserable people. When they People, when they really see that you've unlocked a certain potential in you, it really pisses them off. I couldn't tell why she was so mad, but I, that to me, like, once again, once I read that book, I've literally decided, you know what? I'm going to literally live my life by these four agreements to this day. That book completely changed my mind because it, it was at a time where my mind wasn't even open enough to receive any information, whether it was good or bad, that could even allow me to further myself as a human being. So what if I never read that book? That means I never get to tap into uh, what I like to think is this Ibu 2.0 or, or this evolution that i've been going through in the past four years if i don't read this book i'm not where i am today just to kind of summarize thing what if i don't read the four agreements what if i also never tried a long distance relationship which ended you know I don't say bad, but it was bad. I mean, it, 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 it fucked me up. But if I never take an attempt at that, I never get to realize that I do have the ability to fall in love. Because the greatest thing that that relationship taught me was that, you know what? You can love somebody. That is a possibility. Because for the longest time up until that, and I'm talking like, late 20s you know what i mean like four or five years ago four years ago so is it four three i'm trying to scramble i'm not trying to put a date on it because somebody will go on my instagram and be like, oh that's the one <laughs> now there are pictures on my instagram but anyways so i don't unlock that side of me and i also never go to therapy if that doesn't happen So what if I never took a chance at that long distance relationship? And also when we talk about relationship, I will, I will always embody, always going for something that you want, regardless of what the end result going to be. Now, that being said, when it comes to relationship, I don't even want for a lot of things. <laughs> that hasn't worked. But I've never had this feeling inside of me because it, there are women that I've been a fan of for a long time or I've been courting for a long time or I've been, you know, kind of like putting pieces to the puzzle th together so then we can eventually have an opportunity. And one of my greatest assets when it comes to that, I'm super patient when it comes to somebody I really want to date and I take my time with it. And I don't know how, for whatever reason, it could take some of them. It took six years. Right. Some of them, it took three years. Some of them, it took six months. But I'm glad I went through those things and didn't work because you know what? Right now, when I'm standing, I am so, like, I'm so in tune with who I'm going to end up with that I'm glad that I went through those moments to realize those situations wasn't for me. Like, I'm so in tune with who I'm going to end up with that I could, I could, I know after a conversation. But what if I never dated her at that time and went through this whole 
turmoil, not turmoil, but this whole emotional roller coaster to the point where I had to seek some therapy. And therapy fixed more than just me being heartbroken. Therapy fixed everything else that was fucked up that I couldn't even materialize or put into words, right? It fixed a little bit of why I was such a emotionless person where now I could watch, you know, sometimes I can even get in conversation and, 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 and get emotional in that moment. And I also used to hold it back. I remember my first therapy session when I went through, the therapist looked at me and go, damn, you didn't cry in a hot minute. And I was like, damn, how you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm on here, I'm on record telling, uh, you know, men need to cry and things like that. But back to that, like, what if I never took that chance at that relationship? Right. What if. So now in 2013, I went to Niamey. Um, and uh, before I went there, my mom, me and my mom had a conversation. My mom is my financial advisor um, overseas. She handled all my financial uh, business. My mom has put me on business, and she's she's helped me invest. I don't trust nobody else but her. I don't make any moves if she doesn't vet through it. I remember I was going there, and uh, my mom goes, "So what you gonna drive when you come out here?" I was like, "I don't know." You know what I mean? I said, "Auntie got like six cars. What you mean?" She goes, "You ain't gonna get none of them cars. What you mean? Like you gotta?" I was like, "Really?" She like, "Yep." I said, "Okay, well." You're going to figure this out. And then she goes, why don't you buy a car, ship it here, drive it for the... Because in 2013, I went there for almost six weeks. And then when you're ready to leave, you know, put a big for sale sign on there. And when you're ready to leave, you can sell it. I said, really? She goes, yeah. Um, so I hit up, uh, shout out to... Damn, I don't want to put a name out there. But shout out to him. I got a car guy, you know what I mean? He, he gets it for me for the low. So I hit him up. We figured it out. Uh, and I'm not going to lie to you At the time I think I had about $5,000 And I'm just putting numbers So you guys get a little bit of perspective How far I came in a, in, in a sense But the more important thing Is the what if moment So I got $5,000 This is a six and a half No sorry This is um, a three and a half investment uh, Plus an additional I think two and a half so it's a three and a half up front, two and a half in the back end of it. So three and a half to get the car, two and a half to get the car to Niger, right? Because you got to factor all that in. So I think all in is about five and a half, six. So my math is not off. So now I'm sitting there with a decision to make like, damn, am I really going to take all the money I got? You know, I felt like I was rich at the time. Not rich, but I felt like, ooh, got $5,000, baby, what's up? Um... So once again, I go with my gut instincts. Okay, you know what? It's $5,000. If I lose it, I'll be able to recoup some way, somehow. Put that money out there. Buy the car, get shipped. Pay the first half, because you got to pay a, a grand for the one they put on the boat. $1,500 when it gets to Ghana to get it to Niger. Because we don't have any ocean. We're landlocked countries, so everything got to go through different countries kind of thing. So it gets there, right? And I'm telling my mom, yo, you got to come into this little venture with me because at this point, like, I think I had like $500 left. I said, it's going to cost $1,500. I need you to spot me $1,000. This is sure, no problem. Spot me $1,000, car, get there. Get to Niamey. 
I'm riding clean, baby. You know what I mean? Keep in mind, this car got like 240,000 kilometers on it, but it is clean. It is a clean, well-maintained car. Get there. Boom. Drive my car. Stay there for the six weeks. Um, left. The day I left, my mom calls me. We got a buyer. Okay, what we talking, mom? You know what I mean? What's, what's up? We going to get... So I'm hoping to just get my money back. She's like, oh, they offered 10, but we can get more. I said, 10 grand. $10,000? She go, yeah. I said, let's take it. She go, no, we could get more. I was like, wow. A week later, we get another offer, and eventually I sold it. I sold the car for 12 grand. Reason why this is important, um, and I'm throwing numbers at you, is that what if I never took that chance and invested my $5,000? To turn into $12,000 Because I know a lot of us We get into this habit Where we like to tell people What to do We like to You know You want to do Forex You know We sell dreams But this is just my reality I went through this for a fact Nobody else told me this It wasn't I didn't go to school for business I didn't do none of this shit But What if I never took that chance And invested that money So After the whole deal closed down I was able to get my five, I got my five back Gave some money to my mom, gave her a certain percentage, gave my, you know, I, the, the shit was spread, right? Gave money in the family, because, you know, back home, you can't do nothing. If you make a, a million dollars, you got to cut everybody a check, which is fine. I felt like I spent so much money. And also, while I was there, all the expenses that I incurred came from the car, right? The most important for me is I need to get my five grand back. And... I think after everything else was taken care of, I must have had like $2,000 left. My mom goes, so what you going to do for the rest of the money? Should we open? I said, you know what? We should open a bank account and, you know, leave it in there. We never know whatever. Maybe I'll start sending money. She goes, you know what? You could buy land with that. I said, damn, really? We'll buy some land. She goes, yeah, you could, you could get some land. And, you know what I mean? This is 2013, so... Uh, long time ago and essentially seven years ago right and you know whatever i was like well it's not money that i need i'm not using it and if i buy land what's gonna happen she's like for sure it's gonna go up now keep in mind my parents have assets back home and my dad is and my mom has bought land and like okay this is for but this is the first time where i am coming out of my own pocket and initiating this investment which i think once again like that was big for me like that move right there completely changed my perspective my perception of life like i'll just at that point like i'm building momentum of oh i could really make something out of my life buy the land wrap up we're good i was thinking so what if i never did that what if i never took my last my everything at the time invested into the car bought the car sold the car made my money back gave money away spent money while i was there on vacation it covered my flights everything and i was still able to acquire land from that so i was just thinking what if i never did these things right and that initial thing it went back um and once again like I'm just I'm giving y'all perspective is that I went back and I got way more than that now, especially when it comes to, you know, 
uh, acquiring land and things like that. Like, I mean, now we're we're damn near investing 10 times that amount. Uh, when I mean we, I mean me and my financial advisor, a.k.a. my mom. Um, I got farmland now that I done purchased in the past couple of years. Uh, but that initial, everything came back from, if we go, what if I never read the four agreements? What if in 2017 I never launched my podcast? Because sometimes I think to, to, to everything came from that moment. What if in 2016 in Toronto, when I had a chance to, to, to purchase my first um, condo, uh, I approached a friend of mine and had a conversation with him. This guy was much older than me. I was looking at him like a big brother and hoping that we can make some money out of it in the sense where, um, you know, we go half on it and then. A couple years later, we sell it, take the equity, and then maybe we're able to buy our own properties. And uh, this individual blatantly told me, it don't make sense, don't do it, um, discouraged me, and I felt like shit, but I still went ahead and, and did that. And then, you know, now, you know, when you're looking at what you, uh, and these are just figured numbers that are just out there, like when you're looking at, um, when you're applying for loans and things like that, and you're listing your assets, you're like, yo, if, if what if I never really believed in myself and listened to somebody else discouraging me, I would not be where I am today in what if I really did listen to them? Now, <clears throat> it's safe to say that that particular individual, it's not, we're not even in the same ballpark these days. And I know sometimes I do sound I am a little petty because... It's a lot of those what if moments, right? And I've, for some reason, always trusted my gut instinct. But I'm also telling you this. After I done sold the one car, I got greedy. So I went back and I bought two cars and I sent it, invested about $20,000, and I lost half of that money. So the, the first deal went well. The second deal went to shit. But once again, that second deal told me, you know what? This car business is too volatile for me at the time, at the level that I was doing it. Uh, rather lose 10 grand than lose everything else. Because I, I know people in the same business that lo lost over $100,000. So after I took my $10,000 loft, I got out of it. And But once again, that first m move enabled for me to believe in myself. What if I never went and hosted my first show, um, which was February 2018, um, and big shout out to Afrofest for allowing me the platform to go. I went there and I bombed horribly and I was I was terrible. I didn't even have a stage name and it was bad. But what instilled in me is and I mean, I'm saying it was bad. Most people I didn't even are not that critical of me in that sense. But I look at it like, man, I was bad. But man, I could be that much better because you know what? By the time I started very shaky at the beginning, but by the time that show was over, best believe I was really in my bag. But what if I never took that chance and went ahead and sucked? Fast forward in, 20, in July 2017, I get to host the biggest North American festival. Y'all hear me talk about Afrofest all the time in front of about six, seven thousand people. And people thought I've been doing this for years. But what if I never took that chance? And, and, and along this process, I also want to make it clear. It's a lot of people that have guided me, that have believed in me, that I've seen this skill or talent in me before I can even materialize and figure out what it is. 
And they have always told me that I could do it. And you know what? Sometimes when I'm when I'm doing things, it's not even about me anymore. It's about, you know what? It's about everybody else to put their time and effort. It's about you guys listening to the podcast. It's about people believing in you and you following through your dream to now have something to give back to them. Because me, my whole soul purpose has now completely changed. I no longer fear. What if I'm, am I going to make it? My biggest fear in this moment is what if I don't do things that I truly enjoy? What if two years ago I go downtown and big shout out to um, my man that helped me shot the intro. What if I don't go downtown and, and trying to shoot this intro and our relationship get a little shaky and you know what I mean? We're still cool, but we're not. Obviously, we have plans to build an online platform, and he's supposed to help me do this video thing and, and, and be part of the team, and, and that goes to shit. What if I never trusted that I never get into my bag as far as video editing? Now, now I do that for myself. I, I have the ability. I'm learning the skill set. And guess what? I'm also making money from editing, and this was something that was never on the radar. Cause, and sometimes... This life is a building block. So if I never start the podcast, I never needed video work, I never meeting somebody that does video work, never going through that sequence of, you know, having a little fallout. Like I said, right now we're cool. There's no issue. But obviously since then, I've, I've gone and, and, and worked on my own things and, and, and we still have the movie to release and things like that. But what if these things don't happen? It does not open the door for the next step. So think about this journey that you're going through. You know, sometimes we like to overstay in a, in a certain department. And, um, you know, my absence on the podcast is not because I don't love it no more. I mean, it is literally the one thing that made me who I am today. It has pushed me to read more books. It has pushed me to talk to different people from different perspectives. It allowed my mind to dream at times and to take it where... Um, I wouldn't have this perspective. I, I, I mean, it's opened the door for so many things. Um, it's got me guest appearances on many different platforms in such a short period of time. And it also what that does is, and, and, and to kind of wrap things up, to tie everything in together, it has built enough confidence in me that now at work, I want to join the, the, the culture and diversity inclusion team. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because at work, I'm, I'm looked at, or at least the perception of me was the guy that never talked. Came to work, did his work, went home, right? When I'm out here in the community, literally putting everything on the line to help this community grow to the best of my ability, to highlight some of our strength. Uh, and also keep in mind, it's a lot of things that happens that I might not even be, that you might not even be aware of, but, on, you know, on the back end of it, I'm, you know, how many podcasts did I help set up? How many podcasts did I give them equipment lists when they were starting out? And I didn't look at them as competition. I was like, yo, if you're coming at me for me to help you, whether I help you or not, you're going to figure this out. But all I could do is be part of that process. All I could do is be part of that brick that you're going to use to help build your home. Many. It's not many people that don't reach out to me, especially when it comes to this. Um... So back to what I was saying, to allow me to be at work and be 
to be um, driving a Black Lives Matter panel in front of many, many, many different white people. And that could be a little uncomfortable, but I tell you what, I told them verbatim, I am a leader in my community. I shouldn't have to come to work and be a whole completely different person. Set the tone in that in that panel. I've since done three panels. I'm the panel guy at, at work now. <laughs> and once again, these are a hundred plus people to tune in. Matter of fact, I had one today and the guy came up and like, damn, it looked it, it just seemed like we're watching a, a TV interview. Right? But what if I never took that chance in October 2017 and went ahead and created a podcast, a platform, a vehicle that will help propel not only the ability or the art to, to master the way to talk, to, to communicate, to, to, to strive to be a great communicator. Because I feel like I'm not there yet, but I'm definitely striving to become that. And it's all to, to do my part in the ecosystem to give back to the community from which I think a lot of us for a long time been taken from, right? What if I don't take these chances? Now, I want you to talk about, as I'm trying to string these what if together to kind of give you an overall look of how we got there, and I've only gave you a handful, but there's so many things. Like, what if um, first episode I dropped, and I remember this vividly, and I was talking to this individual, and I ran up to him, um, and I'm not going to put his name on blast because we are now are in better terms as far as our relationship but this individual for like looked at me straight in my eyes and told me man if it ain't got nothing to do with african content i want nothing to do with it and i i was i froze because this person i thought was gonna help propel me this is also why when people come up to me i cannot not use my platform or a little bit of expertise that I have or whatever it is to help push them forward. Because guess what? When you push somebody forward, you're also getting pulled in the process. Person verbatim looked at me and told him, man, he ain't going to want nothing to do with it. Just, you know, a year later, because I'm not going nowhere for a long time, just to, you know what I mean, to come back around and to even be a guest on my podcast. What if in that moment I just decided, you know, it wasn't there? I remember verbatim releasing the podcast on the first day. A couple of days later, get a phone call and somebody told me verbatim also, um, you know what? Stick to YouTube. This podcast shit ain't going to work. <laughs> I was like, wow. And I'm also the guy that you don't tell him he can't do something. That's not how it works. So what if? What if? What if you did not get up today and go to work? What if I didn't drag myself to this mic today and, and put this on the line and express how I truly feel to the best of my ability? What if I don't read this book called Unlearn where I'm trying to unlearn a lot of this bullshit that we've been um, internalizing for, for years and years at a time? If I don't do these things, I'm not a better man to my community. I'm not a better man to my future wife. Not a better man to my future kids. God willing, I'm even able to get to that level. But that being said, what if you don't really take a risk on yourself? Right now where I stand, I fear. I don't fear not making it. I fear having a what if moment. It's something for you all to think about. All right. That being said, I'm going to wrap it up right here. Um, 
Appreciate y'all. Uh, once again, reminder, please go and check out my Ghana vlog. And if you do go see it, put a like or put a comment so I know at least you pulled up. Uh, once again, when I see it reads a certain amount of number. And by the way, it's, it's done great so far. I'm, I'm even surprised. Uh, but once we get it, then I, I hit y'all with a sequence and then we'll be able to go from there. And big shout out to AfroFest once again for always allowing me to, to, to shine and, and do a lot of more work and things like that so make sure you go check out afrofest online it's afrofest um, on youtube as well it's 10 days you can pick and choose it's some great performances in there it's some bad ones but it's a lot of good ones like i said it's a mixture of what makes and drives the platform is they trying to uh, put a lot of people especially up and coming artists to shine you know what i mean but this is my time i appreciate y'all very much and once again thanks again for tuning in this is the activated podcast and as always You've officially been activated. Peace.